When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. It is February 6th. A nice sunny Tuesday in the city of Chicago. First two people in the chat. Becky and DFW Susie. It's Ladies Day, apparently. Shout out. Shout out. Thanks to everybody that's going to join in. Michael Evans. Shout out to Becky, DFWs. Um, We got a fun show. We're going to talk about those Pagoda projections, which are dissing your Chicago Cubs. Dumping on your Chicago Cubs. Disrespecting your Chicago Cubs. Where's the riot start? Where's the riot start? And, uh, oh, the Cubs made a trade. Cubs made a trade. (laughs) Cubs traded with the Phillies. Cubs traded with the Phillies. Uh, We'll talk about some of that, and we'll have some fun along the way. And a big shout-out to all of our new diehard members, the newest, Keith, John, that's J-O-H-N, and then John, J-O-N, double Johns. How about that? And then uh, George Bliss. Is that the coolest name you've ever heard, George, George Bliss? Bliss? That I, just sounds – when you hear George Bliss, you're like, that's a vibe. Sounds like a Cubs fan. He's a vibe. Yeah. Cubs and fan. Jay. <laughs> and Jay as well. Shout out to all the – Jay. That, I feel like every day we've got five more names. Yeah. Just the, the family just keeps on building. He just building. keeps on building. If you're as not a, in, you're kind of missing as, out. As yeah. Bragg says, brick by brick, baby. What is it? FOMO? Is that what they call it? FOMO? FOMO. Fear of missing out, yeah. Yeah. FOMO. If you're not I'm gonna, a, if I'm you don't have the card. In, uh, I'll be in the Discord tonight uh, doing the voice chat. Nice. So, talking about oh, God knows what, but right. we'll just, you know, we'll, well this we'll big vibe trade out. with the are Phillies. You moving, are oh, you yeah. moving the therapy sessions to the Discord? I, I basically am. Because I, I used to do the therapy session like every other day this offseason, but last week I only did it once on Twitter. <laughs> And, but I was in the Discord like two or three times last week. So I'm still doing both because uh, it's very big of me to do that. But I'm also in the Twitter ones. I'm trying to get people to become diehards as well. That way they can be part of uh, a, more, a more fun conversation. I know there's a guy named Brian who <laughs> there's a guy named Brian who, who became a diehard like last week. And he shout was, out. He, yeah, shout, shout out, out to you, Brian. Brian. He was asking me like all these like behind the scenes questions, like wh- what it's like to to do this job and all these things. And I don't know. We were in the Discord. I'll talk about it. I don't care. So I sit on right. a computer about an hour and a half before the show <laughs> and click, 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 yeah. click, and then the people, show works. Yeah. It, <laughs> they, a lot of people were interested about That's like running the ones and twos. People are people are interested in like what we do outside of you know just sitting here for an hour every day. So I was, I mean, I was open to talk about it. So yeah, I mean, for the last like ten minutes, I've just been looking to see if naked guy's going to come <laughs> out because it's sunny. It's sunny. Uh, this it's again, knock on the wood. He's, I keep doing the hand. same thing when I wake up. I keep doing the same thing when I wake up. You know, we got to continue to do that to manifest this great winter Chicago weather. Yeah, this has been nice. Hey, been Mike nice Dubs is here. Well, we got a new time. Remember, twelve thirty. Obviously, 1230. the people that are in the chat mm-hmm. know we're at twelve thirty this week. If you're listening on podcast form later in the day, 
12.30 is the time for the live show this week, and that's the best way to enjoy the CHGO experience is to sign up for the YouTube page for CHGO Sports and then don't miss any of the shows. Mm. Mike Dubb says, glad Rucker is gone. I was in Miami for a game last season. The Cubs were going to win. He was going to run the W flag, and Rucker blew it. He's on my band list. So that is the trade. (laughs) Michael Rucker for a player named Cash Considerations. Great name for a player. Cash Considerations, yeah. I can't um, wait Cash to Considerations see has been player. traded a lot in his A career. lot, yeah. He's a very like, many, well-traveled many player. Yeah. Like, we're talking about, like, the journeyman players. Like, um, who Edwin Jackson had played for, like, 15 yeah. teams, right? Mm-hmm. Cash Consideration has played for... Don't you want to know exactly how much the cash is, though? I do. I yeah. do. Well, it, well, right now, it's the consideration of cash. So that number hasn't even been totaled yet, I would assume. Right. Like it's to be named later, basically. The consideration, consideration of of cash. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like they might not get any cash, I guess, at all potentially, but they could. But yeah, Uh, we uh, we talked about Rucker on Thursday when Stucky was out. Uh, You had had a whole segment on Michael Rucker while I was gone. A whole segment on Michael. No, the uh, the uh, yeah the the nearest news or uh, the nearest deal became official, and that's when they DFA'd Michael Rucker, and I. Like I said, then it's like good guy, you know, works hard, but it's it's he was not a cornerstone member of that bullpen. He wasn't an integral piece on the forty-man roster. It's you know, it's a it's it's a position that you know he's a guy that moved back and forth between Iowa and the big leagues, and it's not like it should be a position that the Cubs can backfill with with someone else. With with a guy yeah. that's not on the forty man right now, that could be added if needed. Like it's 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 just a it's a role that's necessary, right? You need a guy that can come in and just clean up innings, save your bullpens for uh, your best bullpen arms for when they're really needed. You need that role on the team, um, but there are there have to be guys in this organization not yet on the forty man that can no that can take over that role when when they're called upon well you hope the quality of depth in your organization has finally started to grow and improve each year and so he was a fringe guy last year you hope the fringe guy that's on the team this year is a step above what Rucker was it's no offense to him he was a fringe major league pitcher yeah I mean I mean that's better athlete than I've ever been In all honesty, I felt like he really actually kind of grew with the Cubs from the moment he was, like, brought to the team compared to the end. But he, like you said, Ryan, he was never anything. I don't think anyone ever got hyped up for him. He really did come in mainly for, like, mop-up duty. He would he would get optioned down to Iowa a lot, and he would, ma- he would mainly come back up because of an injury, obviously, or just, like, to provide depth. But you never wanted him out there in high-leverage situations. Um yeah, I mean, he didn't have any value, so yeah. it, it, he was a clear candidate to be DFA'd when they signed Nearest, and yeah, it is what it is. I, the fact that we're still talking about it is kind of like the, the amount of time we're still talking about it. It's, <laughs> it's kind of wild. Like, I didn't expect this this in-depth conversation about Michael Rucker getting traded to the Phillies. That's it. Well, I think the <laughs> chat, which, by the way, I see Barb is here today. Barb's we appreciate She's mad at us. She's mad that um, she missed most of the show. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday, We tried to say throughout the show so that people would be able to know today, Mm. 1230. We didn't get on Twitter as fast as we wanted to. Mm. Uh, You know, we're getting getting shoved aside for the Bears, guys. That's what it is. The Bears guys make the schedule. We didn't get it out on Twitter fast enough. Or was there one culprit? Okay. (laughs) All right. Again, like I said at the end of yesterday's show, I take the blame for not tweeting it out and let people know. 
However, there is a thing you can hit, and it's the notification bell. And whenever this channel goes live, hmm. you get that notification. Lo- so notification I don't know if Barb really has Twitter now. Even Rachel's firing from across the pond now. We're taking arrows from all over yeah. the place. Yeah. Now Rachel's mad Rachel's at us. Talking about staging a protest. I was going to say that. Rude. No, I Barb, mean, it's 12.30 this week, it's 3.30 next week, and she's saying it's going to hurt our <laughs> ratings, and I don't disagree with you, but we don't make the schedules. I don't make the schedule. We don't make the schedule. We're just, just living told. in the world. But yeah, from 12.30 for the really rest of the We didn't really know week, until, Barb. like, Sunday. So. Have a nice day. Again, hit the, no- hit the notification bell, and you'll get notified every time this channel goes live. Oh, yeah. You That's see, how you do it, Cody. Or Barb. Barb. <laughs> <laughs> Talking myself. <laughs> Sometimes I talk in third person. Yeah, he fun. goes so oh, third person oh. so often. We got we got Barb says bum of the week. Bum of the week. Well, if this is the first time, bum of the week. If this is the first time she's voting me bum of the week, considering like it's kind of impressive considering only because how much she, she wasn't here yesterday. Yeah. Have you? I think you have been right. Oh you yeah. Wanted to trade PCA or something like that. Yeah. Every time we mention Maybe trading perhaps. anybody, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst. Oh man. We will not talk. <laughs> Caleb Williams and Justin Fields <laughs> Absolutely on this podcast. Not. Absolutely not. No. We'll talk instead about Cody Bellinger, which is the thing. <laughs> 128 we, days and yeah. counting, brother. Uh, That's I how do long like he's been that, on the thing. I like that at the beginning of the show, the chat was firing already that cash considerations and the trade for Rucker was going to eliminate Philadelphia from having a need for Cody Bellinger. They couldn't afford him anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that it was extra cash that they now could, the Cubs could now give to Cody Bellinger. <sighs> potentially rent for rent. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Two I weeks don't know rent. what the number is. I really don't. So, Pakoda? Pakoda. Yeah, you want to talk Pakoda? No. You want to do it now? It's, it's interesting. Yeah, I guess. Fine. All right. We need to talk about something. Barb, well, we, don't, we don't want someone to leave after 10 minutes because they can't do it anymore again. Fair. Fair. There you go. Uh, so, Pakoda projections, they come out every year. Pakoda is this computer program, basically, that has a formula for what's going to happen this season. It's like Dell Metrics, but it's obviously not as accurate. Yeah, Dell Metrics Fair? is always right. Yeah. If you really put your mind to it, Dell Because it's is more of about right. a vibe. Yes. Pakoda is about just raw numbers being mm-hmm. thrown out. So <laughs> yes. here's the deal. Stats. They, they don't like the Cubs pitching going into this season. They don't like the Cubs going into this season. They have the Cubs finishing behind the Cardinals this dude, season. Dude, okay. They don't I'll have the finish. Cubs going to the playoffs this season. And here's what I would say. Until the Cubs make a few moves, I don't disagree with some yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. This is how I... Is it 80 and 82 right now? 80, yeah, it's like 80 wins. Yeah. Which is a 3.81.8, which is a three-game improvement from last year. I thought it was 78, but you From their here. projection of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from their projection Cubs of last finished year. with 83 as of right. I predicted, now, of course. Now, to spin zone it or to go Dalmetrics here, stuck. Yeah. This is, again, without Cody Bellinger on the roster, without... Well, I mean, you essentially replaced Marcus Stroman with Imanaga. You added Michael Bush. There's no Eric Hosmer, Trey Mancini, Tucker Barnhart on this roster. And they still gave him 80 wins. Yeah. So how much do you think that it would improve if they added Cody Bellinger to the roster? That's the question. Right? Yeah. To me, like, I think in some ways you can argue why it's a little upsetting that it's 80. But in other ways, I'm I'm like you, where it's like, yeah, Bellinger's not on the roster, and he was the best player on the team last year. 
They'll be worse. Right. They they, sh- they would be worse without. So yeah, Felipe. they shouldn't. It, they shouldn't even be set at eighty three without Bellinger. And considering the projection is based off what the roster is right now, right? Yeah. So I, I just kind of g- try to give you guys like two scenarios here, where like I feel like in some ways you can be a little irked that it's at eighty because. To me, the roster going into 2024 is better than 2023. But they're just a lot of unproven guys. But I think there's higher upside on this roster compared to going into 2023. Let me finish. Now, on the flip side, again, with no Cody Bellinger on the roster, it's it obviously should be lower than 83, which is what they won last year. So, to me, I'm just kind of in the middle where I think you can argue – for you know a few more wins there but at the same time I don't think it's the worst projection for the roster that it is right now I mean mean, technically they are projecting them to be better at the right now than they were at the start of last year yeah but it's 80 80. 80.2 versus 77 whatever which I don't know if I could even do that so it's like yeah so that at least on the bright side they are projecting the roster without Cody Bellinger to be better than what they had it at last year Um, I don't know how many wins Bellinger adds like looking at what they have the NL Central at I would still say they're even even if they added Cody Bellinger today it would still be below what they have the Cardinals projected like I don't think he adds five wins I don't need projection projection wise at least um but I mean it definitely makes the roster better and you know we talked about it with last year how obviously they outperformed the projections by six or so wins um, and if we're looking at like, oh, like the Pythagorean record and all that kind of stuff, they probably should have outperformed the projections by a lot more, and they didn't. But still, six wins based on what they were projected going into the year. Um, you know, the, the, it's a it feels like a little bit of like a not 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 the projections, but like the team just kind of feels like a little bit underrated to me. Like I, yeah, you know, just just guys like we're talking about with Nico, right? Nico not making or making number ten on. The top ten second baseman in, in MLB when he had list, the right? second highest WAR and yeah. for second baseman in baseball, yeah, or like right. Dansby. I don't remember where he was at, like sixth or seventh, but like maybe you could argue he could be a little higher. And like, I, you know, not not clear disrespect to me, but just like maybe a little bit of underrated some of these guys that just haven't completely broken out yet. Like we talked about it a while ago with Nico, how I still think he has more offensive potential in there that could help him really break onto the national scene um but you know stuff like that and i think when we're looking at it last year pakoda's projections was like also took into account that they didn't know what cody bellinger was going to be you know and the fact that he overperformed obviously helped the cubs outperform that those projections so um yeah i'm interested to see what it would be what it would look like with bellinger on the team but also i do think the the team has that kind of potential to outperform what Pakota has them at right now. I don't understand why they would put why why is this computer ranking coming out now? It always comes out around now. I know, but why don't they wait till at least spring training starts? Like we all know that any projection you're giving yeah. is gonna be based on incomplete rosters. Right. And this year it seems like it's even more than that. There's there's major free agent pitchers and Cody Bellinger still on the market. Yeah. I will say once the Cubs re-sign Bellinger or whatever else, they will they will adjust it. It will change. Why why would they? Why would this computer? <laughs> answer me this: Why would this computer think with the roster the Cubs currently have, 
why would this computer think the Cubs are going to be better than they were last year? What, what did Craig Council? Well, I think that's uh, you know what I'm saying. Like, well, no, they're projecting I, I, currently. I do. Currently, this roster doesn't have Cody Bellinger, mm-hmm. and it has Imanaga replacing Marcus Stroman. Well, this they're projecting. Well, currently, this roster has no Cody Bellinger, but when we're comparing it to last year's, there was also basically like, what is Cody Bellinger? He's coming off yeah. two pretty so bad So Bellinger's years. projection was so bad mm-hmm. because they did, yeah, that, he was that com- his performance I, helped boost them to. Yeah, what Stucky stats predicted, which was 83. Now, if you want oh, to go with the facts, the facts are that Stucky stats said 83 win projection last year. Was it right? Well, it was not slightly right. It was exactly right. <laughs> so 100 percent of the time, Stucky stats are correct. I, yeah, I think it's don't want uh, the facts get in the way of a good story. Like I said, I think the fact that Bellinger was kind of an unknown last year. Okay. Was part of that projection. Okay. Now we kind of saw what Cody Ballinger could be, and so I, I do think it'll and give him a couple of two or three more wins. But and like that's like a good example of probably how the Cubs can outperform that projection this year with some of their other guys, like yeah. the young guys. Again, there's no Eric Hosmer, Trey Mancini, Tucker Barnhart on this roster that's going to be taking it bats away from some of these younger dudes. Craig Council has to play a factor into this pro- in this projection, in my opinion, as well. Um, I think Godfather asked that. I don't. I mean, I don't know how much he does, but I, I'm just saying that to see it at 80 wins right now without Cody Bellinger. Honestly, it's kind of a positive for me. That's the way that – because you add Cody Bellinger, it probably adds maybe one or two wins to that. But I think it's very possible that they could outperform that because, again, they were on pace for 90, 91 wins going into September last year. You know what I mean? Something like that, yeah. Like, they, they could easily get that. Again, they have to add Bellinger back, and they probably need to, you know – Honestly, if you want to push that projection even higher, you probably got to add more after that. But at the very <laughs> least, they have to add Bellinger, and I think Sorry. that they could, that they could, they could surpass that projection, just based off the potential of a lot of the young players. And who's going to be this year's Cody Bellinger? Who's going to be the guy? And I'm not saying who's like a guy steal. Right, like who's yeah, yeah that's a better thing. Who's going to be this year's Justin Steele? Who's going to be this year's Albert Alzley or Julian Merriweather in the bullpen? You know what I mean? Like there always is a guy like that, and you know Cody Bell. I'm not saying like the guy who was awful last year or the last two years and then turned out to put be a four and a half WAR player. I'm just asking, like, will Nico turn in? Well, will that offensive potential that you see in him will that bust out? Because if so, that probably adds a few wins. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Will Saya stay healthy and be more consistent? Will Ian Happ just Davis continue to be who he is? You know what I mean? Tyone. Like, well, right? Will Morrell hit 35 bombs like some website I read projected him to do? Will you know? Michael Bush be? Yeah, Bush. Everyday first yeah. baseman or right. even close to it. Will Wisdom hit 11 taters in April? Maybe. And, and strike yeah, out 400 right. times. Uh, I have a bigger problem, <laughs> so I don't have a problem with the projection because of the way where the team is at in. The offseason, it's an incomplete roster. I don't have a problem with 80 to 81 wins. I have a bigger problem with the Cardinals at 65% chance of making the playoffs and the Cubs at 31 with the rosters the way they stand. Why why would this computer be so gung-ho? Is is it based in St. Louis? (laughs) Mm -hmm. 65%? They were terrible last year. Yeah. I kind of tweeted this earlier this morning, like – what 
listen, they're, they're ba- to me, the computer is basing it off just their, their offense alone should be enough for them to win this division. And that's how they felt last year. Like, that's how the projections felt last year. That's how their fan base, how we basically felt like, you know, you know? Mm-hmm. we sat here and, all th- and we all thought that they were going to win the division. You know what I mean? Hell, <laughs> I won't say it. But again, I don't think they're any better on the pitching side, really. They probably, okay, Kyle Gibson. Adding Sonny Gray is good. Sure, yes. Adding Sonny Gray is good, even though he's like, but to take them from terrible to 85 wins? Right. To add 14 wins to what they ended up with last year. The only thing I can say is that, okay, the Cardinals are the Cardinals, and outside of last year, they've basically been a winning team over the course of time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's an outlier. So, yeah. Yeah. But, like, if we're basing it on numbers and, like, computer and all this shit, I really don't understand it. Because I do think think that they shouldn't – to me, the Reds are the team that scares me the most in this division going into 2024 as we sit here. The Cardinals, their offense scares me. But will Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson be what they need them to be? Which, honestly, I, I think they just mainly want them to be innings eaters. And then they're hoping that Sonny Gray takes over the, you know, is, is better than Jack Flaherty ever was. Yeah. The would last you give, I mean, years. there's definitely, I mean, there, I would assume that predicts a pretty solid bounce back year from like Nolan Arenado. And they're going to, and they're going to need Michaelis to be better too. I, I think yeah. a lot of them. And like, Arenado to be better. I think obviously like adding Sonny Gray helps that. I think, yeah, the computers. I don't know what goes into these projections, but, like, adding Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, I, you know, so maybe some of the bullpen arms they've added, mm-hmm. or I, mean, I don't even know what they've added in the bullpen, to be they honest. Added the it sounds guy. like the computer's uh, using dial-up. That's what it sounds like <laughs> to me. Now, what do Herreronomics say? Would you would you give <laughs> – would Herreronomics give the Pirates better than 5% chance? They got 4.8% chance of making the playoffs. Herreronomics, that's a good do one. Do you think there's a better than 5% chance in this division – yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if it would be much higher, you know? Like, I... Again, ten? The, the Couldn't Pirates, I go to 10? Uh, Anything sure, can may, happen may, in baseball. Maybe this 10%. division doesn't have a juggernaut. Maybe 10%, but it's also like the Pirates are... The Pirates, the Pirates probably have the fewest, like... Well, them and the Reds both have, like, a lot of unproven talent. Just, like, young unproven talent. But the Reds ceiling is probably higher with that unproven talent um the brewers are they they probably take a step back from you know corbin burns is gone brandon woodruff is gone obviously all that stuff but i don't know that it's a massive step back to like because what is the what are the rest of the like what's the brewers percentage the brewers percentage is 24 percent the reds are 22.4 percent the the brewers and reds are basically the same i would probably put the reds above the brewers myself i i kind of think so too if i had to predict the division so far i put the personally i feel like if there's any fan base that should be pissed about the nl central projections it's reds fans they have them projected to finish fourth and they've done more than any team in this division this offseason Right? Yeah. No, I I, I, th- I think the Reds should be definitely higher percentage than that. Were they at like seventy eight point something? Yeah, seventy eight point three projected wins. Yeah, yeah, like I I that's that feels low to me, considering how close they were to the postseason last year. Like yeah. let's not forget, and they went added Candelario. Like their young guys are just gonna have another year. But of I can't put any team in the division over fifty percent chance of making the playoffs because well, they're all so right. I sixty five percent. 
But we can confidently sit here and say the Cardinals have the best offense in the division, right? Yes. And that is, and to me, that is yes, why they, Lance they have Lynn, like a 60 Lance Lynn, somebody in the chance. chat just said, Lance Lynn and Sonny Gray cancel each other out. Keybert, thank you. <laughs> well, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying that when you just, that alone, they're all, like, to me, it feels like the Cardinals are almost in a way running it back, even though that, you know, they, we're going to see if Mason Wynn is a guy. Will Jordan Walker be a better defensive player in 2024? The Cardinals are sure hoping so, because if he's not, then he basically is a DH. And honestly, like, they need him to be more than a DH if, if, if he's ever going to reach the ceiling that they project him to be. So, you know, they have, on top of that, Arenado Goldschmidt, Lars Newtbar, still trying to figure it out if he's a creative player or not. Like, they're, there's, they're, they, have, they have the offensive pieces. They, they're really, like... They have, they have a lot of infielders they need to figure out because Tommy Edmond, they have, they have so many infielders, they're playing Tommy Edmond in center. But they have Brennan mm-hmm. Donovan. Like, I, I mentioned Mason Wynn. And, I mean, I'm probably missing another name in there. But, like, I'm naming dudes, and, like, it's very big of me to do considering how much I hate them and how much I find any reason to shit on them. But, like, I'm not going to sit here and, and sugarcoat it. They have – their lineup is good. Yeah. Well, I, the problem yeah. with them last year for sure was pitching. And they didn't have the depth, and they didn't have their starting rotation couldn't go deep into games. They're hoping that Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson are able to at least consistently give them five to six innings every start. And if they don't, then things probably are a lot like last year. Maybe not lose ninety games, but they'll probably be a five hundred team at best. They're the like honestly, if you look at the, you look at this division, they're probably the team with the most talent, that most proven talent in the division, to me. Well, and yeah. they have star power, which I've been saying forever. The Cubs and still that, lack, and that and that what most teams with star power make the playoffs, man. Yeah, they didn't last year, but right. Yeah, I I think they have just I, yeah on paper to me have the best team in the in the division, but it's not like yeah they're not blowing me away with the especially mm-hmm. now with the pitching staff. The pitching I, has a lot I to prove. When we're looking at the projections right now, they're what th- four games above the Cubs right now, whatever it is. Yeah, and that's because I think they would be higher were their pitching staff better. Like, yeah. I think the offense is really – I think their offense is really good. Like, it should be good. And and last year, I'm of the belief that last year was just kind of a fluky season and the Cardinals will be a lot better this year. Like, they'll be back to being the Cardinals um, because I think their offense has the most potential out of anyone in this division right now. And so I think their pitching staff is actually weighing them down in the projections a little bit maybe. Um so, sure. yeah, the Cubs have some they work def- to do to catch up to that. They definitely were – I think going into last year, they were definitely projected to win at least 90 games, right? I don't remember what it was. But, I mean, also, Marmol's going – he's, like, going into lame duck season. Like, there's, there's a lot of questions there. So, for them to be weighed down this much compared to last year, again, the projection is based on what your roster looks like now and what those players have done. So, to me, again, the fact that they gave 80 wins to the Cubs with so much unproven – talent on their team right now to me is like kind of a gift like it's it's encouraging so where would you how do you feel about the playoff teams that the computer's predicting dodgers braves cardinals division winners okay diamondbacks phillies mets wild card teams i don't see the mets i don't i don't understand the mets because i personally i feel like and you know clip it now but i personally feel like the nl east is going to be top heavy this year um, I don't, I don't see how the, I don't see, I don't see how the Dodgers and Diamondbacks make sense. Obviously, yeah. the Braves make sense. If you want to pick Those any top, team in the Central, okay. Yeah, Phillies. I think most people would say yeah. Yeah, I'd but say I would top agree four that for the, sure. So who's the other team? 
Who's the other wild card team? If if I think it will be an NL Central team, personally. I think the NL Central can get two teams in the playoffs this year. I personally feel that way. Cause, yeah. Again, because I think the NL East is top-heavy, and it will be the Bra- it'll be a competition between the Braves and the Phillies for that division. And not three from the West. No. I like the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. So that's two right there, I think, and I think the NL Central gets two as well. Padres show up or no? No. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, the Mets. The Padres probably have a better roster, but one thing. I don't know. One I thing just, I will say with the Mets like is, it. as you keep men- you keep mentioning his star power, and they they have that. Yeah. Kodai Senga, who was awesome last year, um, Pete Alonso, obviously Francisco Lindor, but they got they just got solid players all around the field. Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte, even Harrison Bader, right? Like he's a, when he's healthy, he's a pretty solid player. Um, and then Francisco Alvarez, who is. Is he might still be their top prospect technically, but like he's ready for the show. I mean, he broke out last year. As yeah, a yeah. So like, I don't he's know if I don't know if he's probably one of their best players for sure. In my is, is Diaz back with his Timmy trumpet thing? I year? assume he'll be he back. Should he should be, be right. Yeah, he so that's be back. you know yeah. one of the best players have, in the like, game. Again, I think back. they'll be a very competitive team. But like, I could say the same thing about the Reds and the Cubs. Let's not forget, at the end of last year, the Reds and the Cubs were like what a game or two away from making the playoffs. You know, like yeah. they finished better than the Padres. They finish better than the Mets. Like, I, I, I don't know. Okay, I think I think Alvarez has graduated from prospect yeah. status, by the way. Yeah. I said I remember how long he was up last year, but. Yeah, I thought he was up for a large part yeah. of the season. So. He was there. He was definitely their top prospect a year ago at this time. Now, so. based on star power or whatever, sure. You can probably say the Padres, yeah, Brett Beatty, the Mets. Way, Carter Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, mentions. the Padres, the Mets. Uh you know, like, sure, there's more – it feels like there's more star power on some of those teams that I'm, like, kind of discrediting right now. But they're kind of going into the season with just the same amount of questions as the Cubs and the Reds. I mean, the Mets were projected to, like, win – like, so many people chose them to win the World Series last year. Right. And they not and that me, was with Verlander well, and Scherzer, who's not there anymore. Well, I think my point with all this was to say that I don't think – having the Mets on there is crazy because I don't ha- I don't see like a I don't see a clear other team that should be on the list you know like I don't yeah. see like I, I like not that I'm saying the Mets are the clear third wildcard team but it's just like yeah. there isn't one that I'd say absolutely needs to be ahead of them in that sure on that list right the, what the computer what is not factoring in with the Mets is the dumpster fire factor <laughs> Right, like yeah. the what what all of us can see and watch, the the computer's not factoring that right. in. It's just and, going by numbers. And again, as well, you know the Diamondbacks. Like I, I love how they put the Diamondbacks in there, like the top wild card spot. Going into last year, the Diamondbacks, no one thought they're going to make the playoffs, right? So that's why I always take the projections like with a grain of salt. Like they don't necessarily mean anything. Like if they're if I out of those, what six? Like, I, I, I really don't think the Mets are going to be a playoff team, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they flip-flop with the Phillies and the Phillies fall back because, you know, they've had some deep playoff runs. Things haven't worked out. All they've done this offseason really is re-sign Aaron Nola. Like, they're, they're basically running it back with what they got, you know? Like, and they mm-hmm. have – it's good. You know, you got Trey Turner, Bryce Harper. You know, like, they, they have – you look at the roster on paper and it's like, yeah, that team should be – should be competitive, should be in the playoffs, right? But, I mean, I feel like we as Cubs fans have experienced this where when they, when you don't do anything to improve the roster in an offseason, 
things don't necessarily always go as planned, all right? Right. All they've done is re-signed Aaron Nola. Yeah, yeah. it's not... Yeah. All so the, I, although I, I, Aaron Nola on the Cubs would have been, looked really nice well, this yeah, season, you know? of course. And again, they have, they have the star power. Bryce Harper's a dog. You know, Schwarber's still going to hit you 40 homers while striking out 200 times. Trey Turner... You know, they're, honestly, Trey Turner wasn't even very good last year. He kind of emerged for them in the second half of the year. Yeah. I expect him to be a full-season Trey Turner this year. You know, maybe because of that, maybe they maybe they do make the playoffs and, are, and, and I'm, you know, I'm sitting here looking like an idiot. Like, that's fair, right? It's possible. You look at their roster, and it's like, yeah, they should make the playoffs. Like, Alec Boehm is, is pretty solid, too. Yeah. You, they have a good team. But at the same time, like, no one thought the Diamondbacks were going to make the playoffs last year. There's, all it takes is like some of these these guys who projected to do this and that to turn into an extreme in the positive direction that make a team go go from an 80 win projection to 90. Yeah. Think know? about it with the Cubs, right? Like before the collapse, like like you said, they were projected way more than 77 right. wins. Why? Because guys in that bullpen were blocking down their roles. Mm-hmm. All these other guys were stepping up. Cody Bellinger just completely outperformed any expectation we had for him. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, they, that's, according that's to Pocota, they had a 9.5% chance of making the playoffs last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wow. they, were, they were one win away. Yeah. Right. So, that, so yeah, I agree in that baseball is going to baseball. And, and, like, as, as, you know, maybe generally these projections are relatively close to what – actually ends up happening mm-hmm. a lot of teams end up having those seasons where you're like well, where were these projections talking I rem- about i'm uh, when i think about like when cubs fans have gotten pissed off about pakota in recent years i just think about going into 2019 everyone was so pissed about the projection of winning like 78 or 79 I think it was like games. 80 or 81 and no it was definitely like in the 70s going into 2019 yes and I want again. I want to say it was like seventy-eight or seventy-nine, and they end up winning eighty-four. Like they, they, I'm not even. I'm not sitting here trying to discredit Picota at all. They, their system in most aspects is correct. They were completely wrong about the Diamondbacks, but like I just gave you an example of them basically being right about the Cubs in 2019. Right? Even though the Cubs end up outperforming it, they didn't outperform it by yeah. ten games. Like, like we all probably plus. went into 2019 thinking it's just that. It doesn't always, it's just never going to tell the full story of all the things that a computer can't generate, you right. know? It's not stucky stats. It's not a perfect system. <laughs> they got, they got, <laughs> they've got something, Yeah. but they don't have it. Yeah. Now, and I, I might, I also might be sound like I'm talking myself into this team being good. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that at all. I still think this team needs Cody Bellinger and more, right? Like, and I've yes. basically said that all season, but Again, to me, like getting 80 wins when you don't have your best player, like that was from last year. Mm-hmm. To me, like 80 wins feels like a gift. I'm like I'm truly surprised the Reds aren't at least the Reds aren't ahead of the Cubs on this list. I really am, and they see something in the Cubs that could be better if you know they probably finish their off season. So I think I think it's something that we should be encouraged about personally. So we debated whether or not signing Bellinger would push the Cubs projection over what the Cardinals have what about Chapman I think if you get Chapman and Bellinger then I think you're certainly above it yeah for sure if you sign Bellinger and Chapman you're the favorite to win the division period but if it's just one of them no like I still don't think so yeah I'd yeah I'd probably agree with that uh I know one thing you can count on this week and Cody's just 
pacing the hallways around here, trying to get ready for Super Bowl Sunday. Circus Sportsbook is the place he goes. And right now, he's trying to decide if he's going to place 15 bets or 45. Ooh. Probably found myself somewhere in the middle. I, I, <laughs> I really love to bet on, like, the Gatorade color. You know yeah, I mean? you're big yeah. on that. Yeah, that and how they long. They say you shouldn't do the prop bets. How, though, really, how right? long? How long? You're really trying to make money. Prop bets are not. I love the it's Gatorade fun, cooler it's one. Fun. It's about fun. fun. I like that one. I like doing uh, like how long the national anthem takes to be sung. Uh, what's the first song Usher's going to sing when he comes out there? Like yeah, the halftime show. No, we were oh, talking about be, the yeah, last I think it's one. yeah. The last one's going to be yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, it's the first or the last. Yeah, you can do it all on circa. You know, like. And like Luke said, it's for fun. Do it responsibly, all right? Don't put $100 down on the Gatorade cooler uh, right. color to be purple or whatever. Unless you're you know? It will Barker. be red. Okay. Red. Bookmark yeah. it. I'm right, telling yeah. you, it will be red this year. So Mark if the it. Chiefs win, that you're thinking the Chiefs win and it's red Gatorade? Yeah, for many reasons. Taylor Swift has an album red. Chiefs are red. Oh, I just feel like red is Swift like a strong time. color Taylor to bet Swift. on. But that's just You me. can even bet on if... Travis Kelsey is going to propose to Taylor Swift after the game if they oh, that's win. Dumb. Oh, I, <laughs> that's dumb. I'd put a lot of money on now. I'd put a thousand. Which is like last I checked was like minus two fifty. So <laughs> she's coming for back no. from overseas oh. for a flight. She might just be like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. What did anyway, I say? Uh, three three reasons why I love Circus Sportsbook: the tight money line splits. Uh, the games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or minus 120. They keep as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. They also don't limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. They encourage bettors to download and explore other sports betting apps available just to compare the lines, and it just shows you just how much Circa is better than them. Uh, and then finally... I say this all the time when I do this ad, like the chatbots are the worst. I hate chatbots. AI is the worst. Um, all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, where I believe our Bears team is staying this week, and I'm very jealous about. All right. Thank God Greg Braggs is still alive. Uh, download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Really thinking about going electric here in uh, 2024. And I don't know if you guys know this, but it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and, you know, for the well-being of all of us who share this perfect globe. I know, all right? Listen, guys, especially you, Omar, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help, you, can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. You know, we got to worry about the third planet from the sun. So what should business owners do, Cody? Guys, you got to go to ComEd.com slash clean, right? To learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Wait, I, I was trying. Is Robbie Gold really going to play in this game? Is Robbie Gold back? Did I miss something? 
He's I, not base retired. He's, I think you're he's definitely something. retired. He's on the Bears show today. What are they talking? Oh, okay. On the Bears show today. Okay. Uh, did you say comment.com <laughs> slash clean? Yes, Stuck. Listen, man. Okay. Listen, all right? Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and better future for generations to come. Very nice. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Robbie Gold's great. Yeah. Selena Gomez is Never should have let him go. Bigger mistake by the Bears letting Robbie Gold go or... Uh, Passing on Patrick Mahomes. No, well, who's the tight end Patrick I'm Mahomes. thinking of? It's now the oh, Greg Olson. Olson. Greg Olson. Uh, Greg, Greg Olson, Olson Greg was Olson. a bigger Greg mistake. For sure. People forget that when they let Total Robbie disaster. Gold go, he had been bad. He was bad. He was yeah. bad at that time. And he then talks he talks about he, it. Like, yeah, and he, it was, and he got his shit together with San Francisco, yeah. and I, I was happy about happy for him. Yeah, he talks about that. Like It was kind of in the same way with Schwarber. Like, he mm. kind of woke him up. Kind of was like, a, damn, I did kind of suck, didn't I? Yeah. Um, so He legitimately like cost them the, some games, so... And then he came back the next year and beat the Bears with, like, six field goals in one game. <laughs> Good as gold. Good as yeah. gold. He also he, beat the Packers in the playoffs, too. That was his greatest moment of his career. Yeah. yeah. Um, for the he also, Niners. He also yes, missed it that um, the chat is – a lot of the people in the chat are supporting um, the relationship between me and Selena Gomez. That may happen one day. <laughs> it's happening? May, p- potentially. She might watch the show. She might watch the show. You don't or know. Listen on, or listen on wherever Ryan's she is. Ryan's still hoping for Selena Gomez. I'm still hoping Cole Tucker and uh, Vanessa Hudgens get divorced. <laughs> right. You know, like. Different timeline in real life. Maybe I could have hooked one of you guys up with yeah. uh, Selena, you know. Oh, Selena. Her uh, BD Bomb Bomb turns 30 this year, by mm. the way. Great song. That's who Selena Gomez is named after. I learned that. Cody, you're a Vanessa Hudgens fan? Yes. Uh <laughs> I hate Cole Tucker. I hate him. <laughs> I, I hope she, he, I I hope like he nice never be, comes to the Cubs. I, there will be no way that I can support this guy. She can do better. He, he ruined the dream. He ruined the dream. All right? Yeah. Anyway. So far, yes. Benny Blanco has not ruined the dream yet. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Clayton Kershaw is going back to the Dodgers to the surprise yes. of nobody. <laughs> My question is, is he... Well, first of all, I would suggest that he's probably the best pitcher the last 20 years. This will be season number 17. Yeah. He's definitely In the last there, 20 years of baseball, is he the best pitcher? I think you, How are we grading this? How are we grading this based off experience and staying healthy and being able to pitch every single uh, year? I think you could put Scherzer on that big or on that small list. <sighs> I yeah, mean, but I don't think for as long as Kershaw. I will. I will say this: if he's not, if he's not, well, then no, they were right around the same time. Okay, they were All both right. there. Look at their look at their I'm, stats I'm, in the time that I ask. I ask. I ask the question. I ask because I personally think Jacob Degrom has some of the best stuff that I've ever seen. Right, but, but he has but injury problems. and his sample size is so small. That's yes. what I'm saying. Like over 20 years, if you were just to say this guy was the dominant pitcher of a 20-year era. I mean, he's obviously a Hall of Famer. If we're, if we're going just by uh, F-War, last 20 years, Verlander's got Kershaw beat. Verlander. Verlander yeah. yeah. It's, it's Verlander, 81.3 I would F-4, put Verlander, Clayton Kershaw, 75.8 F-4, Max Scherzer, 72.5 I would put Those are the three, for sure. Guys, guy won't let me list off my stats sorry, here. Sorry, <laughs> List your stats. Go, list, ahead. go ahead. No, I'm Herreronomics. They, what are the Herreronomics of it? They've been listed. They've been listed. Those are the top three right there. It's Verlander, uh, Kershaw, Scherzer. I think that's who I would have in mind. I think Verlander's better than Kershaw. 
he has the postseason success. I mean, ever, when everyone talks about Kershaw at the end of his career, they're going to talk about how he was great in the regular season but always came up short in the postseason, right? Yeah, Fair. probably. Outside of 2020, which, okay, congratulations, you got your Mickey Mouse ears, all right? I, and I'm not taking anything away from him because it's more than just him losing those games for the Dodgers, but you look at his postseason numbers compared to regular season, and it's like two different players, man. But he's a great regular season pitcher. He's one of the greatest pitchers that I've ever seen, you know? Oh, for and sure. And Ryan I mean, is already listed. He's got the second highest F-war of any pitcher the last 20 years. Verlander, the Cubs could have had Verlander. That was another big mistake. But yeah, Kershaw's, Kershaw's one of those players like Joey Votto. When their career's done, I would look at them and say, even though he killed the Cubs like Votto, you know, you could say, man, I wish that guy would have been a – I have no ill feelings towards Clayton Kershaw at all. Just like Votto. Like it's, you're taking a team, the Dodgers, that were rivals for the Cubs for a good stretch, right? He's a guy I can't dislike. I, I, he's he's yeah. one of those where you think, man, what if he would have been on the Cubs for 20 years? For sure. He's, but, so, he's so good and so likable that even though he was on the team that your team was going head-to-head with, you can look at him and be like, would, hats off. Man, would, I wish it'll, he was one of ours. Would we say the same if they had lost game six and then gone on to win game I don't or know. lose game seven? I don't know. But we don't live in that universe, right? No, I, st- I still would have respected him. I still definitely would have respected him. Definitely would have him, respected but it, him, too. But it would have hurt more, right? Definitely, yeah. Like, like Easier Pujol, to dislike. Pujols is not in the same – the wretched Albert Pujols is not in the <laughs> same conversation. Yeah. But Votto and Kershaw, something about them – I don't know if it's the way they carried them. I, I don't know. Kershaw, yeah, for sure. He's definitely Just earned the respect. guys. I respect, I re, don't get me wrong, I respect Pujols, but I do too. not like I respect those two guys. Yeah, just likable dudes. I mean, like, Votto just wasn't blessed with great teams every year, I think was also part of it. But like he, It's easier to cheer for a guy who's on a bad team yeah. every year. Um, Kershaw, in a way, like, you feel bad. Be, I, I think, I, okay, me, me personally, have, like, started to feel bad because, like, playoff baseball is hard, man. Just playing baseball in general is hard. And the guys that go out and do it regular season every year, 162, does, there's a reason that those that do it every year, reason they're called the greatest ever in the game, right? And, like, Kershaw, but when you get the playoffs, you're playing against the very best teams in baseball that year, whether that's, you know, the Dodgers playing the Braves or whoever the hell it is. Like, they're playing the best competition they have possible. So, like... Not that I'm, like, absolving Kershaw of any blame for having playoff struggles, but it's just, like, those are hard situations to be in, right? You look at 2016, that Cubs team was a 103-win team, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, can you really blame him for maybe struggling a little bit against the Cubs that year, right? Like, I don't know. It's, it's again, not to absolve Kershaw because he the best pitchers in the game should be able to still shine in those moments. Um, but it is really, really hard to – shine in those moments no matter who you are so I do you know have a little sympathy for Clayton Kershaw for not not I, I, for just not being the the best pitcher in yeah. the highest not being situation. Jordan in a Jordan situation yeah because it's hard it's yeah. hard to do that I especially in this game I don't necessarily like hold anything against certain players and based off their playoff numbers but I think with pitchers it's easier to hold them a little bit more accountable or criticize a little bit more because they are like pitching is how you win in the postseason, right? Sure. Like you're out there by yourself on the right. mound. Like 
you Kershaw struggled. His you look at the numbers of Kershaw in the playoffs, not great. But then if you flip it and you look at John Lester in the playoffs, the dude was a dog, bro. He was you knew what you were gonna get every mm-hmm. time John Lester went out there on the mound for the Cubs, and he did the same thing with the Red Sox. Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner, like playoff legend, right? And and mm-hmm. I think he's he pitched long enough and well enough that I think he can probably argue for some hall for the Hall of Fame one day. I have this is all spitballing. I could, if I'm wrong on this, I'm sorry. But he's <laughs> one of the like he is one of the, the greatest playoff pitchers I've ever seen. Right. So I, I think when it comes to position players, I give a little bit. I take a little bit back on it because, for instance, Anthony Rizzo's playoff numbers aren't exactly great. You know, mm-hmm. but he was a big part of the Cubs winning in '16. Right. He's a big part of them even getting the playoffs. Some guys just, like with hitting, you go up against some of the best pitching you're going to see in the playoffs, right? So for me, at least, it's easier for me to criticize pitchers who struggle in the playoffs consistently, which is something that Kershaw has done throughout his career, mm-hmm. compared to a position player who might not, might have come up short in the playoffs multiple times, you know? Yeah. Like, Alex Rodriguez got that a lot. That was, like, and, and big part was because he played with the Yankees, right? But he, they were, that was, like, a big narrative whenever he was playing is, is that he just, we would always show up in the regular season and give you, like, superstar numbers. But when it came to the postseason, he wouldn't ever get you a big hit or whatever when you absolutely needed it. They won the World Series in 2009 or whatever, and, and I think people started to let up off him after that. But to me, it's like the, it's like certain players where you can do that with. And Anthony Rizzo is not like one of the – he's never been the top five best player in the no. league or anything like that. But when, you, when you're talking about the best players in the league, I, I, I see that. I, I understand the criticism that they get for postseason stuff. Yeah. And Kershaw, like we just sat here and said, he's one of the best pitchers of this, of this era. Ever. Yeah. Period. Ever. Not yeah. even just this era. He's one – left-handers, yeah. he's – Top of the list. I, I am glad in a way that he stayed with the Dodgers. He's and I don't need to you see Votto play for somebody else, and I don't need to see him go chase. I mean, you can't chase in a ring anymore than being on the Dodgers this year. So mm. if if they are the team that ends up winning the World Series, I'd be happy for him to be a part of that because I think his career sort of deserves it at, at this point. Like he's I agree. he's been around long enough. His arm's gonna fall off when he's done playing. He'll never sleep well again on his arm. Yeah. I'll give Kershaw credit also, a little bit here with this. Like, obviously, older now, he had to transform the type of pitcher he was. Mm-hmm. And I'll give him credit for, like, being able to still be effective. Like, yeah. it's, it's not like he's going out there doing what he was doing in, like, nope. 15 or 16. Like, he's a, com- he's a complete different pitcher, and he's still going out there and, and, and shoving for the Dodgers. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, as much as I have kind of been – dogging him for his playoff performance the fact that he's been able to stay in the game consistently go out there 30 starts every year and find a way to be effective that's something that I truly that's what I respect the most about him 17 years you can count on him being one of the best pitchers in the game for sure period now Empire today you've been counting on them way longer than 17 years think about that that makes them the hall of fame of flooring Empire today, Empire yesterday, Empire forever, right? That's right. Empire uh, forever. That's what they say. <laughs> that print the shirt. Print the shirts. With Empire today, though, you get sh- you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your knees, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So of course they have copycats, but Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed. So competitors advertise low quality products that Empire simply won't carry. 
Empire won't promise the lowest prices, but because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. They keep shopping for floors simple with curated product selection. Empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles. They have a virtual floor designer, and it's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy to snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You might talk to someone today who was working in plumbing yesterday. Flooring is all Empire today does. They live and breathe flooring so you can be confident you're getting honest, upfront advice. They pride themselves on their convenient shop-at-home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their home's lighting and decor so they can make an informed decision. Empire services their own warranties. If an issue does arise, just call Empire. They service all the warranties themselves. You won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a, get this, get this, $350 no off way. discount. No way. Yes no way. way. Wow. Yes $350. Way. $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Again, $350 off discount when you use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. Charlie the Bacon Guy is based Ooh. out of Woodridge, Illinois, makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 35 different flavors. The bacon and bacon jams are all naturally cured, preservative-free products. There aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself involved in the process, unlike most store-bought bacon. It's vacuum-sealed, freezes perfectly, bacon lasts in a package up to 60 days in the fridge, one week after the seal is broken, nine months in the freezer, bacon jam lasts 90 days in the fridge, up to a year in the freezer. Now, some of the favorite flavors... Again, 35 flavors, but in particular, I like maple pepper, rosemary, chorizo, French toast, Korean barbecue. I'm going to try the peach, too. Bacon jam flavors, original, bourbon, spicy. Bacon jam goes perfectly on anything. You can put it on scrambled eggs, toast, with or without jelly, crackers, burgers. I hadn't thought of this. Grilled cheese. You want to take your grilled cheese up a notch for the Super Bowl? Maybe you got a few people coming over for a Super Bowl party? Make some fresh grilled cheese and throw a little bacon jam from Charlie the Bacon Guy on a there. bacon on it. Or yeah. throw it on a charcuterie board if you want to really Ooh. have one of those high-brow Super Bowl parties. Charlie likes it straight on the spoon. Starting now, you can save 10% on your order at charliethebaconguy.com when you use the code with the four letters that matter in the alphabet, CHGO. Again, the code is CHGO. Did I mention the code? CHGO. CHGO. Gets you 10% off. You can pick it up. That's the most efficient way. Or he'll deliver it to you, meet you halfway, or even ship it. He makes the bacon so you can bring it home. Follow him on Instagram at Charlie the Bacon Guy or on Twitter, CZ the Bacon Guy. Um, Grilled cheese with bacon? Mm. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds yeah, fine. and if it was a little bit, and with if it was a little bit colder, tomato soup on the side. Oh, mm. I told you the, the omelets, scrambles, yeah. fajitas kicks it all up a notch. But I hadn't thought of grilled cheese. Yeah. I love or a good charcuterie board. Yeah. yeah, I love a good um, grilled cheese. Peter, I think it was Peter in the chat asked if I have the same. Sympathy as Kershaw's, or that I, if I have the same sympathy that I do for Kershaw for Aaron Rodgers, and I absolutely not. not. The absolutely, answer is no. Absolutely not. He's a Packer. 
Yeah, the answer is no. Absolutely not. Not he's a turd never, burger. I never. really, I really can't stand Aaron Rodgers. I I got an email from some random person, like like some random. I don't, I don't know. I get, it's not. I wouldn't call it junk mail, but it's junk mail. But it said that some survey said that Aaron Rodgers was voted the most popular athlete in the NFL, and I'm and I'm like, how did who voted based this? where? Not in Green Bay. I didn't open it. It was like a headline. It was part of the subject line. I was like, I'm deleting this immediately. That almost certainly was uh, one of those phishing scams. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Watching, uh, yeah, so back back to that comment, watching the Packers and or Aaron Rodgers lose in the playoffs is my Super Bowl. Yeah, Um, that's nice. It's our Super Bowl. All of us in this office say that. Yeah, (laughs) because we uh, have no other hopes for any any Bears one, so we got to find one, and that's... It's that. Missed a super chat from Fernando earlier. $1.99. Apologize, Fernando. I'm going to say it without Ross and now Craig. Five plus ones. Five so plus wins. He's giving them 80. He projects them as That's the Fernando ratings. That's the Fernando ratings right there. There you go. There. There you go. Hey, His credit to you, Fernando. Five. That's always tough to like think about, right? Like, mm. How much does a manager truly, not, not truly matter, but like yeah. when you're talking about win totals, how much does a does a manager truly add? I don't know. Well, you know? if they don't change the roster, we're about to find out. Yeah, that's fair. They don't add to that roster. Uh, so the news related, I believe the hockey podcast, the Blackhawks podcast is coming up soon. By the way, I saw Corey Crawford's coming on the show later in the week. Really? Credit to them. Crow's going to be on the show. Credit to them. Uh, that's a big gift. The nice. Winter Classic coming back to Wrigley Field in 2025. New Year's Day 2020. Is that right? Crow's on the show? Not today? What day? Oh, it's a secret. Sorry. <laughs> Luke just broke the news. Hey, oh, don't, hey, don't worry, guys. Oh Nobody watches God. our podcast anyways. Don't worry about it. Forget what I said. Uh, Crawford's off the show. You're talking about the food, crawfish, it, right? I, I meant that they were going to uh, have a crawfish boil. Yeah, it's like a boil. Like a crawfish cra- boil is what I was talking about. There's actually a really about. good crawfish, crawfish flavor restaurant bacon jam. At first, yeah, I thought I was, they bacon. were saying they were going to have Pat boil on. Then I thought it was Corey Crawford. It turns out it's a crawfish boil that they're yes. going to have on. Yes. yes. Coming up on the podcast. Good job, Stucky. Vote Stucky Bum of the Week. Bum of the Week. On a Blackhawk Stucky. Show. Any, can I say this? The Winter Classic's going to be at Wrigley. Is that okay? <laughs> I believe you can say I that. Can say th- I can yeah. say that. We now. already tweeted about First it. First time so. since 2009. <laughs> going to be nice. Bedard will be healthy by then. Ready to go. He's going to be healthy well before then. But It'll be nice. Yeah. Uh, well, now with the renovations at Wrigley Field, it'll be a little bit different compared to then. Yes, it will. I do, have a, I do have a question about it, though. When was the last what's time it mean it for, What's it mean for Winter Wonderland? Oh, that's a good question. Wait a minute. What's it mean for Winter uh, Wonderland? you got to start setting up the Winter Classic. Some things are more important. At least two weeks yeah. prior to the game. When is the game? They January released... 1st, New Year's Day. January. Oh, is it on New Year's Day? Yeah, New Year's okay. Day. They'll probably close it right I can say right that, right? Christmas. New Year's Day? If it's right. If it's right. Crawfish boil on New Year's Day. Good story. <laughs> um, yeah, that means Stucky Claus is going to have to get to Winter Wonderland early next year. Wait, when are they going to have – they, maybe they don't have it next year, or it's, it's going to be done before – no, I got to get that. It's got to be done before New Year's. I got to get the baked cheese. They better do it next year. It has to be done before Christmas. It probably has to be over before Christmas to get the Winter Classic ready. Yeah. Probably. I mean, you got to lay down ice. Maybe oh, they maybe they, they take a two-week break to get it ready, and then after that, they bring it back. Like perhaps a- perhaps they started earlier. Yeah. Well, we, we just know more, it's more money to get sign, to uh, More money to sign Bellinger. Winter By classic. then, hopefully, it's more money to sign Juan Soto. Am I right? Winter Classic. <laughs> you can start paying for a second year already. Twenty twenty five is already paid for. You got the hockey game. 
Did you hear what I said? No, what'd you say? I said more money to sign Juan Soto. More money to sign Juan Soto. <laughs> and Bellinger. I'm already so talking myself into it. That is true. When that happens, we'll have a huge crawfish boil outside. Sign uh, more money to sign Corbin Burns. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Brandon Woodruff's healthy by then. You sign him up. I still can't believe no team has picked him up. Cubs are going to do it. I mean, I I feel like I don't feel like it's sense. a horrible idea. I know. Pay the guy not to pitch and then have him. Yeah. For they two, did it with they Dempster. What do you mean? You did it with Ryan Dempster. They did it with Smiley. They did it with Smiley. I mean, they traded him, obviously. What are you waiting like, for? Yeah. They did it with Smiley a few years back. Yeah. So there's that. All right, we're out of time. Thanks for joining us for the CHGO Cubs podcast. Back at 1230 tomorrow, Wednesday, 1230 is the time for the live show. Hope you join us then. 1230. 1230, is that correct? Can I say that? I can say 1230 tomorrow, right? Central time. Make sure everyone hit the like button on your way And I can confirm that at 1230 tomorrow on the Cubs podcast, Corey Crawford will not be part of our show. (laughs) Definitely won't be here. Until then, thanks for watching. Fly the W. Silly like the mayor.